with, uh, with all this in mind, with all our scripture readings from today, with all the emotions of Holy Week fresh in my mind, in my heart, in my body, it feels like this week got into my body even recently. I've been thinking recently about the idea, the, the reality of God being with us. God being with us. With is how the story of Jesus begins, right? He's Emmanuel, God with us. God's been interacting with God's people for generation upon generation. God has been with God's people in various ways and shapes and forms since the very beginning. Already your mind is probably going to Old Testament stories of how God shows up and is with God's people from the very beginning. But when Jesus arrives, God is now present with us in a whole different way. He's with us differently. An astronomically more intimate way than ever before. The God of the universe didn't just sit out in the universe. Somewhere out there, but has come near. Has put on flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood with us. God has come near with us. And certainly Jesus' life and ministry could be summed up well by this idea of withness. If we wanted to put Jesus' ministry in one small phrase, I think it's that he is with us in so many ways. Yes, he teaches and he preaches. Yes, he feeds people and heals people. Yes, he forgives people and saves people. But the form, the manner in which he does all of his ministry really, really matters. And Jesus' ministry to people is always a ministry with people. Things, think about all the things that he does. They're all great. The content is great of his ministry. But the form of his ministry feels maybe even more important, that it's always done with people, with people, relationally. He walks and talks with people. He eats and drinks with people. He shares his entire life with people. But now, with is how the story ends as well. It's how the story began. Emmanuel, come to be with us. It's how Jesus' life goes. He does all of his earthly ministry with us. And now as we read the stories of the end of his life, we see this idea of with again at the end. Even as Jesus hangs on the cross, he finds ways to be with people. I can't imagine a moment I'd rather just be alone and go off into the next world. Like, don't bother me. I just want to, to be here hanging on this cross in silence. And yet, even then, he is with people. He shares his life and relationship and forgiveness and hope and salvation and good news with people even as he hangs dying. And even more than being literally with people at the end of his life, Jesus' willingness to enter into suffering and then die 
signals that he is ready and able to be with us in everything that we face in this life. It's a beautiful moment in history, and Jesus is historically present with a number of people, uh, the thieves on the cross. He's with uh, his abusers, his murderers. He's with John and his mother. There's, there's historically ways that he is present with people, and yet there's something mysterious about this moment, this day in history where Jesus is signaling that I'll be with you in everything, even to death, even in suffering, with everything you face. Writer Tyler Statton sums all of this up pretty succinctly. He says this, with, if there's a word to sum up the life of Jesus, that has to be it. At his birth, they called him Emmanuel, God with us, born with us, walked with us, talked with us, lived with us, suffered and suffers with us. In this phrase is the great scandal and the great comfort of Jesus. Only Christianity gives us a God who is with us. Only Christianity gives us a God with scars. Jesus is emphatically joined with us and empathetically joined with us in his suffering. It's tough to celebrate on this day, but that feels worth celebrating. Even the Savior suffers. Even on a dark, sad day of pain and agony and death, this is good news that the God of the universe is empathetically joined with us in suffering. Even the Savior suffers. Uh, I'll close with a poem from a woman named Cheryl Laurie that I came upon recently, a, a poem called Good Friday, that feels helpful here. This is how her poem goes. They call today Good Friday, but what could make this day good? If you have ever believed that love inevitably, inevitably leads to betrayal, this day says it doesn't. If you have ever believed that some people are unlovable, irredeemable, this day says they aren't. If you have ever believed that there is a limit to forgiveness, this day says there isn't. If you have ever believed you aren't worth saving, this day says you are. If you have ever believed that you don't deserve freedom, this day says you do. If you have ever believed that fear, anger, hate, and despair will always win, this day says it won't. This day is good for you. So why is Good Friday good? That's, that's a pretty deep theological conversation that we could have. But certainly you couldn't get too far into answering that question without naming the fact that God is with us. Why is Good Friday good? Well, God is with us. And he's proven that he's willing to be with us in everything, always, in all circumstances, at all times, no matter what. Would you pray with me? Jesus, 
Though we do not always fully understand you, we choose today to fully trust you. We trust the God who refuses to offer platitudes from a safe distance, but who climbs down into the mess with us, the mess of our world, the mess of our lives, the mess of our suffering. Jesus, in our suffering this day, we take up your faith that with God, suffering, loneliness, isolation, and chaos never have the last word. Suffering is sufferable because we know that the great story and our stories within it does not end in pain but in joy, not in isolation but in communion. Amen.